Hello there and welcome to April. It's a great time to be outdoors because spring is officially here. And I love this time of year, especially in Texas, because this is when we have the most moderate weather. It's starting to warm up, but also feels really, really good. And it's great for this month because all this month I'm talking about engaging your body and brain in nature. This is the second self-love tool. And on today's episode, I'm answering the question, how does being in nature make you happy? Welcome to Dr. Jen and Friends Lovecast, the podcast that breaks down all the ways you can design a clear vision for your life, build rock-solid happiness habits, and form a strong, supportive tribe so you can thrive as a human being. So if you haven't already, join the Happiness Collective. It's where followers congregate to feel supported, feel part of a community, and are held accountable for big changes in their lives. It's my little corner of this social world out of a desire to have others connect with one another and feel loved and supported. I'll put a link to the Happiness Collective down in the show notes. Be sure to take a look at that. So there are eight ways to be happy. I talk often about the happiness set point, and 50% of the population roughly are just born happy. They just feel happy in their body. But for the other 50%, we have to work at it. And research shows that there are specific things that we can do to create happiness. So I've created this forum, the podcast, the happiness collective, the eight tools the eight ways to be happy. In fact, I've got a course coming out in May called The Eight Ways to Happy, and I am so excited to have it be put forth into the world. And today I'm doing something a little bit different. I have recorded all of the audio, all of the the videos, and I have all of the books and the downloads and the resources all set up and ready to go for my course. I could not be more excited to push this out. I am a a very big research-based person, a very big evidence-based person. And the truth of the matter is, it doesn't take a whole lot to be happy, but it does take consistency. And it can get really confusing in the self-help market knowing what is it that I need to do to be happy. So this is why I created this course, Eight Ways to Happy, and I cannot wait to promote it. But here's what's exciting. On today's episode, I've decided to share my module. This is the exact audio that you would get in the course, Eight Ways to Be Happy. So I've just downloaded the audio. I'm popping it into this podcast so you can hear about this second self-love tool that is engage your body and brain in nature. And I can't wait for you to hear this information. It's really, really good information. As I said, everything I put out is evidence-based, 
research-based, and I cannot wait for you to hear this information. Now, of course, if you were in this class, you would also be getting my eight ways to happy downloads. You would also be getting a ton more research because there is so much research on this topic. And you'd also be getting some practice activities. So, you know, moving your body toward happiness is really what we're working on. And it's more than just ingesting the information. It's also about using the trackers, the schedulers, the planners that I provide for you to, you know, sort of create the space in your life, in your calendar for happiness. You're in charge here. And one of the things that I know for sure is that you are in charge of your brain, not the other way around. And a large part of the eight ways to be happy is really getting up close and personal with your brain, how your brain works, how it develops new habits and routines, what happens in your brain when you're deceived, when you really aren't performing the way you know you can perform. So in a lot of ways, the eight ways to be happy is about changing your brain uh, and Moving your body in nature is no exception. When you move your body, you have a rush of endorphins. And when you're in nature, there is some magic that happens that creates some mindfulness. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and pop in this audio for you and let you hear this great module on the Engage Your Body and Brain in Nature second self-love tool which is part of the eight ways to be happy curriculum. Enjoy. So when we talk about moving your body in nature, we're really talking about getting a mental boost, an endorphin release, getting sharper memory, having better sleep, more energy. Also, when you're in nature, which by the way, is a type of therapy, nature therapy, you get this dual effect of improving your mood, decreasing feelings, of stress and frustration, and overall just feeling a little bit more relaxed. So let's talk about movement and happiness. When you move your body, and you probably already know this, you get an endorphin rush. You decrease your anxiety, your depression, your guilt, your shame, but you may not be aware that you also increase your compassion, awareness, empathy for others, and you also become more internally focused. Sometimes exercising, at least it is for me sometimes, is an internal battle. How far are you going to go? How far are you going to push yourself? What does this feel like inside your body? So moving your body can be a little bit mindful. And this is good because remember, happiness comes from the inside out. This really is the goal. We're increasing your inner self-awareness. This means increase in self-esteem, increase in confidence, and there is a bonus. You have better sleep, and we did talk about that in our very last section when we talked about the first way to be happy. So let's talk about nature and happiness. Nature, just being in nature, is going to decrease your anxiety, stress, and depression. You're going to learn to be instead of do. 
being in nature really is about being mindful. The American Horticulture Therapy Association says that being in nature facilitates deeper connections. So think of being in nature as a spiritual journey. You are connected to all living things. What does that feel like? What does it feel like to be so small in all of the universe and yet connected to all living things? So think about being in nature as being a mindful practice. So we can't talk about moving your brain and body in nature without talking about the mind. So what I want you to know is that your brain, which is this amazing organ, and your body have an interdependent relationship. Those two together are what make up what's called your mind. You may have wondered, what is the difference in your brain where all things happen and your mind? Your brain regulates your entire bodily function functioning, and there are messages that are sent throughout your brain and throughout your body all day long that are automatic, you're really not even thinking about. So from breathing, your heart beating, walking, talking, speaking, remembering, your brain is the master of your domain. Together, the brain and the body make up this amazing machine really amazing machine. So let's talk a little bit more about the brain. Here's what's awesome. You've got 100,000 miles of axons, 10 trillion synapses, and 86 billion neurons. That may not make a whole lot of sense if you're not familiar with the brain. Look inside your packet that I've created for you because I've got even more information on the brain and more uh, illustrations that can help you. But all of these communication pathways within your brain make up who you are, past, present, and future. They are your perceptions, thoughts, feelings, all zooming at the speed of light in your brain. Now, I want you to think about your brain messaging system as an expressway or a map. So I provided for you a map, a couple of maps in your booklet. Take a look at those. Think about all of the roads. So let's say you're going to go on a road trip and you're going from one city to another major city and you're going to look at your map and decide what is the best way to get there. And most likely the best way to get there is that you get on a major expressway because the major expressway is going to be the most efficient to get you from point A to point B. It's gonna have the most gas stations, it's gonna be faster, and it's a more direct route. It's gonna have more lighting, etc. But if you decide along the way that you wanna take some detours, you wanna go visit some small towns, then you're gonna get off the expressway, you're gonna take smaller roads, and if you take the smaller roads, which by the way, cannot get you to the city, you have to be on the expressway to get to the next major city. But if you take one of the smaller roads, you find that there's some interesting things happen there, but you may end up at a dead end. Well, I want you to think about your communication pathways in the same way. The most efficient messages move along a very strong, well-built, well-lit pathway, expressway. But if your messages 
are along the small roads or even in some dark alleys, then you come to a dead end and those signals go nowhere. If your message, message signals in your brain go to one of those small roads or a dark alley, then there are no message signals being sent. Your brain needs good, strong, healthy messaging signals. It's how your body knows what to do. So as you're creating new habits, new routines, and you're creating change, it is vital that your communication pathways in your brain be really super healthy. So all of the eight ways to happy are in an effort to create this healthy brain and healthy body. But specifically in this section, we're talking about moving your body and also being in nature. Both of those things can help you with your communication pathways. Now I want to show you another graphic. I want you to take a look at this graphic. What we have here is essentially how your messages move throughout your brain. So each one of these little eyeball parts of the brain, this is called your nucleus or your cell body. And the long portions there that are blue, this represents your axon. So the messages move along the axons. The little hair-like structures that are coming off of the eyeballs, those are called your dendrites. And so messages move from one dendrite to another. Those little dendrites don't connect, but they get really close to each other. And when they get really close to each other, that is where the communication pathways or the signals leap across from one of the dendrites over to another dendrite. And then that's the message that gets sent from one cell body to another. But if you can see here, this open space that is highlighted on your screen, that's called the synapse. The synapse is actually an open space between two dendrites that don't even touch. But what's vital is that your neurotransmitter, which sends your communication signals, your signals need to leap across that open space to continue messaging. So essentially what I've just told you is that you're headed down the expressway, going as fast as you can. And what would happen if you hit a pothole? Well, the communication signal may get lost. You may lose a tire. You may crash your car. You may just keep on going. What we need is for our expressway, our communication pathways to be really super strong. The potholes are there, but we need to navigate them very well. If you're on one of your small streets and you run into a back alley, if you run into a deep hole in the ground, you may not be able to pass it. So I want you to think of your dendrites and your cell body and your communication pathways, your neurotransmitters, pretty much the same way. How do those messages leap from one dendrite to another so that the messages don't get lost. And by the way, if the messages get lost, this is where you have a neurotransmitter issue. The issue with neurotransmitters is that that, that signal is getting lost. You don't have enough of the neurotransmitters that are being sent. So you miss the message. You have 
memory problems, depression, anxiety. There's a lot that happens within those neurotransmitters and within that synapse. So one of the things I want you to know is that there's what's called this myelin sheath. I know that talking about the brain can get a, a little bit confusing, but I do want you to know what's happening with those chemical signals in your brain when you take medication, when you exercise, when you eat right. The myelin sheath is this fatty coating along that axon that kind of acts like a slip and slide. So think of in your brain, you've got these little slip and slides and the messages go slipping and sliding across those fatty portions, the axons, from one dendrite to another, right past that pothole, right past that open, just poof, there it goes. If you don't have a strong axon, if you don't have a good slip and slide, if it's not all oiled up, and the messages fall through that pothole, the messages get lost. That's what's happening. No bueno. That is not what you want. You want to coat that slip inside. You want it oily. You want it to be healthy. You want those dendrites to be healthy. And one of the ways that it becomes healthy is through moving your body. That's why you want to move your body. And the mindfulness that comes from nature and moving your body in nature is really the most ideal. The bottom line is to cultivate happiness, you need to have an intimate relationship with your body, brain, and your mind. Movement in nature builds resilience and it makes you happy. Now, really quick word here. This is super important. If you already have an exercise routine, keep the routine. If you go to the gym, if you lift weights, if you see a trainer, if you train for a marathon or a triathlon or you regularly go to the gym, no problem at all. But I don't want you to be confused with moving your body with hardcore cardio. This section is not about hardcore cardio. This is about mindfulness. And I want to make that really crystal clear. The idea here is that you are getting in touch with your body while moving. Research shows that going for a walk is incredibly helpful, even if you get your heart rate up a little bit. That is sometimes even better than a jog, a run, or hardcore training. So I really want you to think about moving your body, getting your endorphins going, increasing that myelin sheath fatty substance this is really about your brain development. This is not about training and getting your body in shape. I don't mind that you're doing that. That's a whole other process though. So for this process, you are really focused on going inside and thinking about mindfulness. And the best way to do that is in nature. In fact, being in a gym can actually sometimes stress you out a little bit more because you're not being mindful. It's not really a mindful space. Sometimes it can be, but not always. So I want you to think about this as a mindful activity. Okay, friends, there you have it. That is module two in the eight ways to be happy. I hope you enjoyed that. I'll see you next time. Thanks for being here.